A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast, the thingamajiggy. I mean, you know all about it by now, but uh, what you do know, of course, is that you've tuned in, downloaded, you're listening now for the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. Well, there's no point because Andy Goldstein Sports Bar was actually drive time with Andy Goldstein. No, Andy Goldstein's drive time with Darren Gott. No, Andy Goldstein's drive time show. And that's coming up in this podcast a bit later on, but we begin with Clinton Morrison talking about Romelu Lukaku and he thinks that Romelu Lukaku should leave Italy. So his own fans are saying, look, this wasn't racist, Romelu, and be aware. You know, when you do this kind of thing and uh, bring it to the public for, then you're not exactly helping us, the fans. See, Jim, I have to be careful what I say because uh, this, this subject is starting to bug me because every other day we're talking about racism and it's starting to really um, get on my nerves. How can you, your own set of fans say, oh... That's what we do over in Italy, um, those sort of chants. So what every so that means basically what Inter Milan um, fans are saying is when another black player goes and takes it against Inter Milan, they're going to make monkey noises. It, it, Jim, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So if I was Romelu Lukaku, I'd massively think about staying in Italy if my own set of fans are going to say that. I know he's just made that big money move, but I'd be trying to... I know a lot of people will say, oh, no, you can't. He's on X, Y, Z money. But do you really think I want to be treated like that? You could see the stare in his eyes when he put the penalty in the, in the net. He, yeah. he, he reacted out probably... Yeah, you should have reacted. That don't let them, don't rise to it. But it affects you. He's a he's a he's a black person, and he's getting racially abused. And I could, I, I saw it on Twitter where it was being filmed, and someone was in that, that calorie. In the calorie and range. the monkey, you know, it is embarrassing. It's, yeah, it's the worst thing you could ever see in football. And Jim, something needs to be done about it. And even if you go to schools and stuff like that, and talk to the um, talk to kids and try to educate them, something seriously has to be done because it's getting beyond a joke now. I, well, you, I've been you on this show. Juventus, sh- Leonardo Benucci was saying to Moise Ken, listen, don't do that. It's, you know, and that was his teammate. So is that country, it's acceptable then. Basically, what they're saying to me is in that country, it's acceptable to be racist and you might, you might if you're going to come over and play in Italy, you might as well get on with it. Well, I'm telling you now, most black players now should say, think about twice going over to Italy. Yeah, you like the lifestyle and, and the big money but do you want to be racially abused no you're a human being you're, 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 you're black colour skin you don't you don't need to be racially abused it's a disgrace Jim we'll I, get your reaction to that actually that's the strongest I've heard Clinton uh, on this subject Clinton Morrison saying that, that black players should think twice about going to Italy that's basically what you're saying I'm not over sensationalizing no, you're, you're that. right because think what, of, you know why I'm twice. saying you know why I'm saying think twice Jim because the, in the, his own fans have said don't take it to yeah. heart that's what they do in Italy well if you do that in Italy 
every ground you're going to go to, you're going to get monkey monkey noises and stuff. Like, it's embarrassing and it doesn't sit right with me. I said it, I was on a show here before and I said it a few months ago, it's a disgrace and we're still talking about it now. So surely something's got to be done. On now to The Breakfast Show with Woodsy and Parlery. No, that doesn't work. What would you shorten his name to? Pazza? Ray, Raymundo? If you... Raymundo! P- Pazza! How do you... How do you, you can't say parlour when you're playing the game. Ray, Razor. That's what people call him. Razor. The Ginger Pele. I think I've got a bit of that wrong. Anyway, they were talking about Owen Vichera. I mean, you've got to want to play for a club. Like, it's... it's no one wants to leave um, a massive club like he's been at Liverpool, Real Madrid. But, you know, you've got to go and embrace the uh, situation. You've got to go and play for the shirt. You've got to play for your teammates, play for yourself uh, and enjoy it. I, I moved to Middlesbrough when I went there and I, I, I made sure I moved up there. You know, you can't keep coming backwards and forwards and travelling. You know, mm. it ties you out travelling. So you've got to, you've got to embrace the I loved it. It was, it was fantastic to live up there for a couple of years and uh, really opened your eyes and lovely people and mm. nice surround. It was, it was great. So whether he wanted to be there, um, whether that was the last option, Newcastle, 120 grand a week, it's not a bad contract to have, is it? I mean, no. at that, that stage as well. I mean, I don't think there's the loads of money around. There's not as much, nowhere near as much money around now, but that was a big contract to to sign well, if you think about some of the players now playing in the Premier League today look at some of the players that play for Spurs they're not on £120,000 a week no. so back then so that was a 2005 big, that was a big been, contract that's massive so yeah, it's not all about money you've got to go and, and, and perform uh, week in week out which he probably didn't in a Newcastle shirt he was injured a lot He's I know he had his injuries say, yeah. um, but to say I, I didn't really want to be at a club why did you sign for him then who did you dig out in your book um, I didn't dig out anybody. No. I, I mean, there's. Did you sell there, there, <laughs> I, I, I remember that when the French lads come over, you had Gilles Gourmandi, Remy Gard, Manu Petit, a few of them guys come in, and it, it was a little bit different. Uh, the atmosphere was we was had a little bit more fun. The British guys, yeah. uh, and and Dennis Burkamp was there at the time. And they was a little bit more serious. So we tried to get you know a bit of fun out of them. And did you wind them they, up? They, they they did change quickly and they really enjoyed the banter but every now and again you know Manu Petit sometimes will walk straight past you you say morning Manu and he walks straight past you and he done it to all the players so we had him once we nailed him against the wall make sure you say morning to everybody you did that and to he, Manu Petit and I said if you don't we cut your ponytail off <gasps> we had the scissors but no, he, it's just, no after that it was good as gold but he, he didn't realise he, he, he thought it was just a job in France, when he played there, you know, you're just there. But we, we just said, no, we're all together. It's like mm. a family. We've got to stick together. We go through highs and lows together. And that's what what, what makes a winning team. Mm. And uh, certainly he got the, he got the uh, hang of it straight away. It was morning, afternoon, evening. It was like, it was. Yeah. Next up on the Jim White Show was Eddie Hearn. Talking about how excited he is that two YouTubers are getting together where more people can see boxing and, of course, it's good to bring a new young audience into the sport. Whereas, of course, what he should have been saying is, yeah, I'm delighted to be making loads more money. I just think that this was an opportunity and I knew what I was getting myself in, but I knew I'm going to get some stick from, you know, the old guard. But that's exactly what they are, the old guard. People's role models nowadays has changed, whether that's good or bad. You now, you were just saying there, yeah. these guys are... These guys are the heroes. 
yeah. good or bad, that's yeah. how it is. Eddie, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised. Have, yeah. I'm surprised you're going for KSI and Logan Paul because it's screaming out. Do you not see it? You're meant to be one of the best promoters in the fight game. <laughs> it's absolutely a stone bonker. It's screaming at you, Michael Owen against Alan Shearer. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you know what, Jim? I was so close to tweeting that last night, you know. But then I thought, <laughs> no, let's just take it one step at a time, you know. But but the sad thing is, like, from a numbers game, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm obviously not going to do this fight, but can you imagine how big Alan Shearer against Michael Michael Owen would be? Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a little bit of a mismatch inside. But you know, I mean, I was I was watching that unfold yesterday on Twitter. Yeah, and I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, I was glued to it. Let me ask you this: If Owen or Shearer or both approach you, would you would you promote it? Oh, Jim, you're just going to get me in trouble. Man. <laughs> you know. And decent... Jim, you should know me better. You haven't got to ask me that question, <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent question. You and I, I think it's some stage, further down the line, I don't know. If, the only way I would do a fight like that is if there was a huge amount of money involved for charity because that's just like that. So these guys, you know, that, that's that's a charity thing. I said that to Wayne Rooney before, you know, joking about fighting um, Rio, you know, when Rio was getting into his boxing. That's that's an opportunity, a sports relief event, something like that to make to make big money for charity. On now to H&J, Hawksby and Jacobs, Paul and Andy, etc, etc. Their guest was the wonderful comedian Ramesh Ranganathan. It's a bit of a weird contrast, Mongolia, because the capital, Ulaanbaatar, mm. is it's, the country in itself is one of the least densely populated countries. I think it might be the least densely populated country. But the city... Um, is massively overpopulated. So you go from being in a really overcrowded city that can't take the number of people it's got to just being in the middle of nowhere and seeing nobody. It was was an amazing experience. Somebody we know tried to set up the uh, Premier League there. Yeah. Oh, right. Paul Watson. Watson, Yeah, hit hit quite a lot of politics. Yeah, Mark's brother, comedian. Mark's brother, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it encountered quite a lot of internal politics and uh, corruption. I didn't come up against that, but but I know they've just just started doing stand-up comedy in Mongolia. Right. And um, they've got a comedy club. So I did a set at Ulaanbaatar Comedy Club. Um, and that well. was... Pardon? Did it go well? It went great. Well, the thing is, is that um, because, you know, because in, 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 over here, you do stand-up and people have watched so much stand-up. Whereas in Mongolia, they've not seen loads of stand-up. Yeah. So everything you do is like magic. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I did a callback and people's heads fell off. Do you know what I mean? It's like they've never seen anything so like what's, it. What's the reference point? I mean, where do you, where do you kick that off? Well, I, mean, I you... basically, I knew that I couldn't, you know, none of the stuff that I normally do yeah. was going to work because, like you say, there's no there's no context for what I'm talking about. You know, isn't Weatherspoon's a nightmare? They're, yeah. not, they're not into that. Um, so I basically just sort of did 20 minutes about my experiences of, of Mongolia. Oh, okay. Um, but because, I don't know, it's just so new and exciting, it, it worked. I got away with it, really. But it was such good fun. It was amazing. It'll be on the circuit now, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these, uh, when you've been doing things like uh, Misadventures, have you have you been watching Arsenal in weird wonderful places around the world? Yeah, we sort of try and find sports bars in, like, Mongolia and <laughs> places like that. And they do have them. Yeah, and you do... Um, and it's interesting to see which teams are being supported... Uh, Who's abroad. being in Ulaanbaatar then? What shirt did you see? I saw a few, quite a few Man City shirts in Ulaanbaatar. Oh, glory yeah. hunters. I know, I know. Yeah, I've always said that the, about the Mongolians. You Do you know what I mean? Always, they love a bandwagon. <laughs> Tony, they? Book, have you heard of any of these people? Tony Book, Dennis Stewart, Mike <laughs> Neil Young. How many of you get a thousand yard stare from all these Mongolians? You're not allowed to support them. Yeah, you're not allowed to. I wonder how many of them are. It's true. They're Is little it? quiz. I'm Jason Cunney. This is TalkSportSingles.com.
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drive time now. Oh, my mistake. Andy Goldstein's drive time now with Darren someone. Um, We had some great calls, actually, but my favourite one, this is barking. I mean, this should have been on the Midnight Train to Madness, which you can hear on the Sports Bar. Andy Goldstein's Monday Thursday for 10pm was a Liverpool fan that genuinely had on heart thought that Firmino was better than Aguero. I mean, come on. I reckon Firmino, going to say it, I reckon he is the best forward in the Premier League. The way he opens up the team... What are you talking there about? Is an, he, what, what do you mean? The He's boy, not better than Aguero, is, is he? Bro- I guarantee you... Is he better than Aguero? He, if he, yeah, if he was a... If he if he was at City, he would get in ahead of Aguero because no, of what he does for the team. No, he wouldn't, Kieran. Because of what he, they've yes, got players. They've got De Bruyne. They've got David Silva. <laughs> they've got Bernardo Silva that do stuff for the team. Silva wouldn't even. Silva would be a bit part player. This do you know what? Season. I'm telling you now. If Firmino moves to City, he doesn't get in that starting eleven. Bet he does. He is. Well, I'm going to have a bet with you because he's not going to lose. Is he, is he better than Harry Kane for me? Is he better than Harry Kane? Absolutely. Look at who scored more goals last year, Tottenham or Liverpool? What's that, that going to do? Who scored Liverpool. more goals, Firmino or Kane? And Kane were injured for half a year. No, I know. Look, I appreciate Kane scores more. Kane scores well, that's where number nine's for, isn't it? <laughs> no, I appreciate I he scores put, more goals, no, but go on. Put Firmino, if you put Firmino up front with Son and Mora, Tottenham would score more goals. And the fact is, is this is the, it's a change in position. The false number nine, Fabregas played it, but it's a it's a false position, and it's just he is fantastic. Kieran, Kieran out, of, out of the three forwards every, Liverpool got, rate them in order of how important they are: one, two, and three. Liverpool, um, Firmino, Mane, Salah. You're saying Salah is the least important of the three for Liverpool. Hundred percent. Mane is fa- Mane is superb for the team. Salah is—he's he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. But he's brilliant because he plays with Firmino. Look at him wherever else he's gone, wherever else he's been. He's never had this sort of goal scoring. Okay. But he did before he went no, to Liverpool. He was popping goals for fun. Not nearly as many. Not nearly as many in a league like. Kieran, do me a favour, right? Kieran, do me a favour. 
banging them in. Kieran, we've got cameras in the TalkSport studio, and what usually happens is when we get stupid callers on, like yours, saying Firmino's better than Aguero, they go out online. Hold on, let me just do my hair. Hold on, hold on. Yep, I'm looking good. Say it again, would you, Kieran, so we can put this one out? Firmino is our best striker, and not only do I do I think it, Van Dijk did an interview last week, and that was asked who was the best player he's ever played with, and he says Firmino... <laughs> Time now for the first in a brand new series on TalkSport. There's a hundred of these going out. This is Moosey and Mingzi. Henderson's lost it and the goal has been scored. It was flicked in by Tyrone Mings. His first goal for Aston Villa. I think in moments of difficulty, there's always positives you can take from them and lessons that you can learn from any experience that you go through. So uh, everything that I experienced growing up, a lot of people would have gone through different backgrounds and, and kind of upbringings, but it's definitely given me a ability to empathise with other people, maybe outside of the game or people that aren't as uh, fortunate as me. So not that I feel it's my duty, but I really enjoy uh, being able to kind of lend a hand and, and give back to people that are in situations that... I was not too far away from at a certain point in my time, in, in my life. So it's a. I think as footballers, we are in the in the public eye, and we are role models to um, kids growing up. So I think we have to try and do all we can to um, help out and give back where we can. Quite often, when you speak to footballers that have played in non-league football or not come through academies like like yourself, you find they have a more rounded vision of the game. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've not spoke to too many that have come through non-league, but for myself, I, I um, can definitely see the game for um, from a fan's point of view. I was a fan for a long period of time um, and I can now see it as a player's point of view. So there are a lot of different challenges that you perhaps don't see as a fan um, in terms of being a player. But coming from non-league and kind of having to adapt to the speed and the intensity of, of being a footballer every day um, is one that is perhaps the biggest challenge for a non-league player. But everybody has their own story. Mine is just uh, really special to me. You're still beaming, so you can tell what it means to you to be called up. Having never been called up at any level before by England, how, did you think you might have missed the boat or, or did you always believe that you would have this day whereby you get phone call from the England manager to come and play for your country? Um, I didn't I didn't think I'd miss the boat, no. I, I just felt like I needed um, exposure or game time just to kind of get into a rhythm and um, show what I could do. I've, I've not been... Um, I've not been in this situation before. So to be finally called up is obviously a very proud moment and... Uh, a very proud moment for my family. Um, but no, there was never a time when I thought I'd miss the boat. That, that, the boat was going, though. Um, but no, to be sitting here today is obviously an extremely proud moment for me. I presume you've been inundated by your family for tickets for Saturday. No, quite a lot of them can't actually make it. Really? <laughs> Where are they? They've got prior arrangements. Um, They're not cancelling them. I oh, know, it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, no, my family will be there. My family will be there for sure. Back to H&J now, and they had the star presenter of Deal or No Deal from Nigeria, John Fashanu. Is that how you pronounce it? John Fashanu. On the show, he was talking about... Ah, uh, Fashanu. Oh, OK. 
He was talking about Tammy Abraham's international selection. I was in exactly the same position. I wasn't sure whether to play for Nigeria, my motherland, or play for uh, in Great Britain, in England, of course, which was my home. Hmm. And I chose to play for England. But with the excellent players and the level of players so high, I ended up getting only two England caps. You know, two England caps in 25 years is not very good. Had I uh, uh, gone and played for Nigeria, I'm sure I would have broken all the records and appearances playing in Nigeria because at the time I was scoring many goals in England. So I would say to the young man, at the end of the day, home is home. This is a wonderful place. Which do you consider home, Great Britain or Nigeria? If he can now tell me which one he he sees as his natural home, I will tell him then wear that cap. Yeah, I mean, how, wear how, that cap. How did you feel then at that stage? I mean, you'd, you say you'd lived in you'd lived in England most of your life, but from Nigerian heritage. So, did you did you make that decision based on that that assumption that you felt more English? You were playing in England, and you felt more English. Well, of course, being born in England, it was only my family and my mother and etc. Uh, father who were Nigerian and I felt more of the pull being born in England growing up in England going to school my friends I felt English which you know obviously I would do as Mm. you can see I still got my accent English (laughs) accent but and I thought that the competition would even make me a better player but you know there are so many wonderful players wonderful strikers in England looking for an opportunity to play for the national team and the truth is you know, Sir Bobby Robson, God rest his soul, you know, decided that, yes, OK, he can play, this boy can play. But, of course, once you've done two games, there's always somebody else who's better than you who will come in. Mm. And, you know, one of the, the problems I had coming back to Nigeria was a lot of Nigerians believed that I didn't want to play for my country. Mm. And they believed that I, I had no affinity or relationship with my country because I played for England. And I wouldn't want that sort of uh, reputation to be put back on this young boy. He's a young boy, and so for now, he must decide where is your natural home, Nigeria or England? Do you feel more at home? Now, it says on the piece of paper in front of me, Goffey and Steve Harmison on the rain at the cricket. But when you're listening to this, remember that I was in the studio because this was on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. I mean, there's a couple of things on the bowling I've noticed today's, but Archer's not quite looked at the races. No, I think he's. I think he's mentally tired. He has to mm. be mentally tired. He can't be anything other than mentally tired. Um, what he's gone through, and I don't blame him for this. Uh, and he's been a wanted man, hasn't he? He's since been he's been doing man. loads yeah. of stuff for the yeah. ECB, his own personal management. I mean, his life's changed. And I don't basically. think it's. I don't think it's a criticism of him. It's just I think mm. this is. This is probably a, a not a reality check, a wake up call for him or anything like that. It's just Joffre, this is international sport now. This is where you are. You're in the spotlight. You're gonna have to manage your time, your life skills and your mm. life plan to make sure that you're fresh when it comes to playing. And I think that's where it's probably a good learning curve for him mm. because uh the the temperament, the pressure of Bowling and bowling has been fine. I just think the more you play in international sport, the more mentally tough it gets. And I think I think physically you'll be fine. Mentally, I think you'll be drained. It, I think it, we've seen that this morning. It, and it is when you're doing all those personal appearances in between. Because the ECB want him to do appearances for the sponsors. They want Joffrey Archer because he's the main man, or Ben Stokes. Great role uh, model for cricket. Yeah. And the other one um, is uh, Overton. I thought, that spell he's just bowled before T. 
was actually he's gone for 41 and you look at his figures and you think, oh, he ain't done it. but actually whether you're critical of his selection he got a bit of out movement a bit of swing it was a swung it more than anybody else and he's getting the odd one to nip back, back and swing in it was good bowling because I think when you watched it again I was watching it in the watching it in the, in, the, uh, in the cab coming here he turned the ball round so the mm. ball before he's got a seam up to swing away and then the next ball he's turned the seam round and the seam and, and people say well you, do you know if it nips back or not but actually if the seam's turn round and the seam's pointing towards going in towards the batsman mm, if it hits the seam it's got a good chance of continuing on its line towards the batsman if you're bowling away swinging it seems it's going to keep mm. going away so for me that was very very good bowling he looked a bit toothless at the start I think you put that down to nerves his last spell's been really good so I'm pleased for the boy back to H&J now and this is Andy Jacobs saying that if Steve Smith gets out he'll do the rest of his show in his pants which is actually a blessing in disguise because he does most of the show naked, so he would actually be putting clothes on. If Steve Smith gets out before the end of the programme, I'll do the rest of the show in my pants. That's how confident I am that he's not going to get out. Uh, that doesn't. That's not much of because you'd say you, you do the rest of the show at the end of the show. So no, what does rest that of the mean? show. Well, if he gets out between now and oh, the end okay. of the show, I'll, I shall strip off immediately and do the rest of the show in my pants. So say they're going to be back out at twenty to two. Say he goes at one forty-one. Then I have to do the rest of the show in my pants. Will you do that? Yeah, well, I've just said I would. <laughs> we don't necessarily want you to. I'll, I'll take a straw poll next door. <laughs> And now, of course, to Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar with Jason, what's his name, and Perry Thingamajig. Or Jerry, as I once called him. But listen, I mean, I know what you're thinking. I'll press stop now because you're not on it, Goldstein. Listen to it. Listen to it. Excuse the accent, but yes, I am an England fan. Okay, so you do sound like you're north of the border. Uh, Glasgow, yes, but I've been an England fan all my life. England fan all your life. Do you have a football club that you support? It used to be Rangers until they sort of went bankrupt and then I gave up, so I just sort of focus on England now. Right. And are you, are you Scottish? I am, yes. How does that work? Were you like England then? Um, my hero when I was nine years old was Gary Lineker. When he scored the hat-trick against Poland and Mexico, that was me forevermore. I, I mean, this is, this is one of the most bizarre calls I've ever had. I've ever Thank taken it. Again, part of the reason, the Gary Lineker hat-trick. But at that time, the Rangers team was full of England players as well. It was like Trish Woods and Ray Wilkins. And Terry so Butcher. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry, big Terry, yeah. yeah. Gary Stevens, so it, Trevor Steven. Yeah, so it's half the England international team played with Rangers at the time anyway. Have you ever worn an England shirt? Do you, have, do you own an England shirt, Ian? Oh, God, yes. <gasps> I've never worn a Scotland shirt. They say England played Scotland in the European Championship final. Well, that's not going to happen because Scotland no. never qualified. No, but if, if they do, if they do, Ian. Oh, England all day long. But again, I would have to watch it myself. Do you know what? You know, me and Jason look at each other like we've yeah, been yeah, credulity, yes, yes. right? You know when you say when we've been in football quite a long time, mm. yep. nothing ever surprised you in football? No, you're right, yeah. This, this is one of the calls yeah, yeah. that you go, never, saw, never in a million years. That's it for another podcasty. Good work, everyone. One of the best ones we've heard today. There'll be another one of these tomorrow and then one after. And, well, you get the idea. I'm back on drive time tomorrow, today, depending on when you listen to this. It might have even been yesterday if you're listening to this two days in advance. Although I still am on drive time because I'm doing Wednesday to Friday. So um, if you're listening on one of those days, I'm on drive time today or yesterday or even tomorrow. 
if you understand what I'm saying. Thank you for downloading. Press subscribe if you've not already. And there'll be another one of these along at the same time tomorrow. Enjoy your life. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.